Welcome to Ghostly. Is Highgate Cemetery in London haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history, Rebecca. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat, and that's Rebecca. Hey, everybody. So yesterday, we had the chance to go to one of my favorite haunted houses. You know, it's the spooky season, right? It is. You got to do that. Uh, Basement of the Dead. Yeah, it was super fun. We haven't gone for a few years, yeah. and they really have changed it up. They did. That's what I was going to say, too, is that you know I was not prepared for how much of a change that they made. Mm-hmm. they you also, know it well. Well, they also have another haunted house um, that's not in Aurora, Illinois. It's in, I think, Downers Grove or something oh. like that called Disturbia. Ah. And um, they've been focusing a lot of attention on that. But this year, they did a complete overhaul of Basement of the Dead. It was so cool to be there and to see some friends that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And to hear you scream. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Hopefully Were you a my, little scared? I was a few, few times. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And so my voice sounds a little rough today. That's yeah. why. <laughs> now, her voice sounds a little rough because she uh, was screaming, but mine is because of all the artificial smoke and stuff like well, also that. Also that, yes. That always gets to me. Um, but man, we have a great episode lined up this week. And remember, we're doing weekly episodes in October. Yeah, it's Haunted Cemeteries Month. Yeah, absolutely. As it always should be. <laughs> well, I've, we change it up every October. Yeah, but, but I've been really enjoying these cemeteries. This, I mean, okay, the Exorcism Month was great. Yeah. And the Castles Month was great. Yes. But this has been super fun. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Um, You know, the last two are places that I've been to before. Mm-hmm. So Graceland Cemetery, I've been there and I've been to St. Louis Cemetery, number one in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two fantastic cemeteries, but this one here. Oh, geez, Rebecca. It's uh, so much. Yeah. I, so <laughs> I didn't even know that this cemetery even existed um, before. But now that I know, I want to visit it so bad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's Highgate Cemetery in London. Uh, Highgate Cemetery sits on a hill. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Uh, well, it makes sense then. I, no, I didn't, but that There's makes sense. There's a high gate, a high, a high toll gate. Right. Yeah. Got it. Uh, it's above the busy commotion of London. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was made, it was like supposed to be in the suburbs, kind of like the Graceland Cemetery right, thing. Right, right, But right. now London has taken it into its own. Uh, when it was built, coal was the energy source of the day. And you can still see this in some of the tombs that they have there. You can see the black soot, mm, you know, on gotcha. the on the um, outskirts of it because they have to sandblast that to get it all off. So is that why they built it high up ah. so they could be? Well, I mean, out of this coal, you know. So all the coal made the beautiful city of London smoky and kind of filthy then yeah. at the time. So Highgate became the final resting place of almost 170,000 people. Wow. With only around 53,000 graves. Oh, so a lot of people doubled up. 
Well, yeah, it's like family and stuff like sure, that. Sure, gotcha. Know. Okay. Um, so it's kind of two cemeteries in one, though. Okay. Uh, the West and the East Cemetery separated by the Swains Lane. Mm-hmm. And that got its name because uh, they used to slaughter the pigs on that. Yes. Street, and they would have to take them down there. Mm-hmm. So that's where it got its uh, name. It's a street. Mm-hmm. Um, the cemetery is designated Grade One on the Register of Historic Parks and Gardens. It's definitely uh, full of of life in an odd way. <laughs> it is definitely. Uh, to me, it's breathtaking to look at some of the pictures of the cemetery, and you know, I've watched some of those walking tours mm-hmm. of it and stuff, just because I've never been there and I want to get a sense of it. And it's like. There's little paths and tombs everywhere. Yeah, you know, it 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 is different. Yeah. Than cemeteries here. Well, and in a lot of ways. And you know, the upkeep on it was not so great mm-hmm. for a while, so um the earth kind of overtook it with yeah. all of its nature. There's a lot. Mother nature is greenery. definitely there. Yes. <laughs> and uh I love that. I mm-hmm. love that idea, but there's still people being buried there today. Mhm. So um, this would be the part where we would talk about the shout outs or reviews. There are two ways to get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast. You know, we're always going to say this. We prefer the five star reviews. Of course, I mean, I'm just going to say, <laughs> but we will read any and all reviews that we receive. And the second way is to become a member on Patreon. Yeah. Just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on Patreon in the menu bar. We have a lot of different tiers to choose from, and this month, uh, you guys are all getting four episodes, but the Patreons are getting six episodes. They are. I mean, that's a lot. It's a lot. But in any given month, they're going to have four episodes. Yep, every month, yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, another way, in a way, that you can get a shout out on Ghostly is sending us listener mail. Oh, we love that listener mail. We do, we do. And I need your stories, guys. If this, I know, this is the month, right? You're in a spooky mood and that weird thing happened to you that one time or to your cousin or whatever it is. I I want to hear about it. Yeah, person in flannel. Make sure you send out your stuff. <laughs> so yeah, we really need your stories, and we'll we'll give some more detail. But you can even just uh, uh, submit it on uh, ghostlypodcast.com on the yeah, contact us form. Absolutely, and you know one of our listeners um, and patrons, Kevin, mm-hmm. just did the Mothman. Um, thing so I would love to hear if he has any Mothman stuff. I was just gonna stuff. say, or I mean, just tell us about the experience. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in fact, that's kind of similar to our listener mail today. What? So, and I feel so bad. I I got this actually just about a year ago. <laughs> this one, <laughs> um, and it kind of got lost. And I think part of the reason is because I actually thought we might do an episode on this, and I'm not saying that we won't. I would love to, but because we haven't yet, it's like, okay, I can't keep like holding on to this story mm, forever <laughs> like, we, yeah. need to, we need to share it so kyle i'm sorry uh but we're getting to your story finally um so hello my name is kyle and i have a place for you guys to look into it's called the allen house in monticello arkansas and it is considered to be one of the most haunted locations in america isn't it monticello monticello is usually how oh, i've okay. heard it but but that's like Thomas Jefferson's place. Ah. This is a town. They certainly might pronounce it in a different way. Okay. So I'm All just right. going to go with what I got. For so, so sorry if that's not the right way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so he's got, he's got, okay. So he wants to hear your thoughts on it, Pat. Basically, oh, he's geez. giving you permission to okay. debate it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my parents were very believer versus non-believer when it came to spirits. My mom was a huge believer while my dad wasn't. Because of this, I'm a believer. <laughs> I think obviously mm. I'm going to side with my mother, basically. Uh, but my first instinct is trying to find a natural reason why a haunting is happening before I say it's a ghost. The Allen House used to hold tours for people to come see the house and, quote, maybe see a ghost. I don't know if the new owners still do this or not. The tours were mostly because of the history of the house, but they weren't bashful about talking about the ghost. Anyway, my mother took the tour, and when she came home, her phone was acting strange. It would randomly just text people, and she was convinced a ghost had possessed it. Wow. But seeing how her phone was old and 90% of the time just sent random letter symbols and not messages, I think her phone was just busted. After this, my mother took myself, my older brother, and some family friends, and we all went on the tour. She refused to take her new phone into the house. Probably smart. Mm -hmm. It was a pretty normal tour, but in one of the bedrooms, my back started to burn. I lifted up my shirt, and my mom took a picture with her camera, and I had some scratches down my back. I hadn't leaned on a wall or anything, and I don't believe anyone had touched my back. Right now, I'm leaning towards a spirit, but hoped Pat can come up with an explanation I haven't thought of. I wish I could send the picture my mother took, but she sadly passed away a few months after we went on the tour, not ghost related. Thank you for clarifying. And we couldn't find, wow, we couldn't find where that camera and those pictures had ended up. Aha. Mm. The evidence was gone. Was gone, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what um, do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've often heard of people getting scratched and stuff like that by said spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know... I have so many scratches and stuff like that on me. I don't know where they all came from. I couldn't pinpoint anything to one particular thing. I think that if it was irritated at that time and it became red at that time, it might have happened even before you went into the house. So I'm thinking something happened that you just, it was casual. It wasn't something that you would you would think would cause a scratch, but it did. And then it just became inflamed by having your shirt on and... Inflamed by the ghosts? No, not by the ghost, Rebecca. I think it's it's a ghost. (laughs) Okay, you do? Okay. (laughs) What would you rate that story? Uh, I'd rate that one a seven. A seven? Yeah, maybe even an eight. I'm going to go two because I don't know Kyle very well, so I can't (laughs) speak towards that. Um, But, you know... We, as Rebecca said, we always want to hear your stories. You could email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or use the contact us form on ghostlypodcast.com or one of our favorite ways that we haven't received any. And this is the spooky season. It is. I have to check our, our mailbox. So if you sent something, I'll, I'll go and I'll find it. But if you haven't yet, please yeah. do. Yeah. You can send it to us via mail. like Actual mail. Like where you have to get the stamp and everything. And mm-hmm. stamps are going up in price though, but... Get your forever stamps. Um, yeah. Um, so they can make $10 a year or something like that on your money. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could send that in the mail to P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. Maybe maybe Haunted Geneva. 
Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, we would love to have that, and you're not going to remember any of this. So just look in the footer of our website, ghostlypodcast.com, and it's got all that info right there. Right there. You don't have to write it down as you're driving. You don't have to pull over and grab a pen and paper. No, no, just go to ghostlypodcast.com. Which it's all there. Pen and paper should be a part of your everyday carry, though, I would say. Your EDC. Yeah, okay. There you go. You can get a field notes. Those sure. are the most common space one. Pen. Yeah, you can get a, a, a space pen. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> uh, or right in the rain, make some good stuff. If you are out and about in a rainy area, you could still write. Is this is this your new podcast? Yeah, it's going to be called Right in the Rain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Pat, I have some good news for you. Yeah, what is it? Uh, we don't have any poll results this episode. Oh, yes. Because in case you didn't remember... Uh, I didn't we remember. are actually doing our polls all month long. Since we're doing weekly episodes, we we want to make sure everyone has time to vote yeah. on all of our Haunted Cemetery episodes. So when you're ready, go to ghostlypodcast.com slash polls and you can vote on which, on all of the episodes for the month. Yeah. And then we'll Even reveal... Even Benjamin Franklin is still up. Yeah. And then uh, next uh, next month, we'll reveal all the, the poll results. So then it'll be yeah. a great episode. Oh, and we have a really good episode lined up for the first episode in November. Well, we're going to have a very special guest. Oh, for the first we can... one we're doing? Okay. Yes, I wasn't could... sure which one. It's going to be something that we have never done before. We're going to talk about something that we've never talked about before. And this person has no clue what it is. Yeah. It's, I, this is a really, yeah, it's a good episode topic. Yeah. But this person's coming in completely cold. Right. And that'll be the first episode in November. Yeah. All right. So I uh, have a ghost story for us. You got a ghost story? I do. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. It's time for a spooky tale from Rebecca. My friend Grace and I decided to visit Highgate Cemetery yesterday. There are rumors of spirits there and even a vampire. We couldn't resist exploring it and seeing what we might experience. I'll admit I was skeptical. There were lots of reports back in the 60s and 70s, and it seemed like they were going in cycles, but it's been a while since anyone has seen anything, and I just, I didn't really believe Well, we had a great time. It was beautiful and eerie. I thought, this is just what I expected to see. Obviously, there's nothing here. All the other reports are just people's minds tricking them because of the atmosphere. But then we were walking by a mausoleum. And I could swear I heard voices. At first, I thought there were people there. Maybe they were just looking, but I mean, you aren't supposed to disturb things. So I turned to Grace to tell her I thought there might be people in there. And her face was white. She looked at me with eyes wide open in terror. I followed her gaze and I saw it. Just to the right of the mausoleum, there was a tall black figure. He had a top hat and a long coat. 
At first, it looked like he was focusing on the voices coming from inside the mausoleum. But slowly, this dark figure's head turned towards us. It was like he realized we could hear the voices, and therefore maybe we were seeing beyond the veil and just might be able to see him. He looked at me. His piercing eyes glowed, and I was just rooted to the spot. My brain kept saying, this is a person, just a creepy person. But he shimmered, and he seemed to fade out once you got to his feet. Then something I will never forget happened. He smiled at us and reached out his hand like he wanted to shake ours. I don't know what took hold of me, but I started walking forward like I was going to shake his hand. Thankfully, Grace came to her senses and grabbed me, pulling me back saying, no, we need to get out of here. It shook me out of my state and we just ran. I didn't look back. I don't know for sure what we saw, but I will not be going back to Highgate anytime soon. Wow. Well, obviously, there's no such things as vampires, right, Rebecca? Well, we're going to talk about that. We are? Yeah. What, there's a vampire? There is a vampire. Like Dracula. Like Dracula. Whoa. And you got proof of this? Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> Saving that for the debate. All right. But All this right. may, I didn't say this was a vampire. I mean, I mm. mentioned vampires, but I also mentioned spirits. Oh, I thought this was the vampire. This, this could just be a spirit. And you hypnotized them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a short break and then we will get to the history. We are excited to announce a new way you can support Ghostly. Joining us on Patreon. There are many reasons to become a patron. Not only are you helping Ghostly cover its own cost, but you can get Ghostly episodes early. You can get up to 25% off Ghostly gear. Get a shout out on the next episode. You can get a priority request for a new episode. Get more Rebecca's creepy bedtime stories. And the biggest news, you can get exclusive content with our new show called Ghostly X for the weeks that Ghostly does not have a new episode. As well as many more cool rewards that we can't wait to share with our patrons. So please, help us become the podcast that we've always wanted to be. You can sign up by going to ghostlypodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon link on the menu bar. Facts. Keep presenting all to you. Pets. 
All right, welcome back. The Pat Facts are sponsored by Tarot by Ta. Now, Ta is a professional tarot card reader with over 20 years of experience. He doesn't look like he's old enough to have 20 years of experience. Yeah, I though, agree but. with that. He <laughs> reads at numerous public events, private parties, and personal appointments throughout the greater Chicagoland area. Yeah, but don't worry if you're not in Chicagoland area. He also does his readings wor- worldwide using online services like Zoom. And the quote unquote best part of all is that he's hashtag team skeptic. I love that. Yeah. But, you know, he will say that there are some things he can't explain. I was going to say, he's had, again, the people that have had super unexplainable stuff happen to them <laughs> seem to be skeptics, and I don't understand. Yeah. But uh, if you want to find out more about Ta, visit and like his Facebook page at facebook.com slash tarot by Ta. And I'm sure you're going to put that in the show notes, right? Of course. All right, so we're going to just dive right into the Pat Facts. Pat Facts! <laughs> Being as old of a city as London is, the burial traditions have changed very little. Um, one big change, though, that happened in the early to mid-1800s, um, before this, they would bury their dead be- behind the church that they belonged to, or alongside the church mm-hmm. they belonged to. Cemeteries attached to churches are often referred to as graveyards, Although it's like an English thing to call them graveyards, like all of them. Oh, okay. But yeah, because they call this like a graveyard. I mean, to me, they're interchangeable. I don't think about it, but I understand if it's a church, it's a graveyard. Because it's a yard and there's graves. And there's graves. That makes sense. Um, In the first 50 years of the 19th century, the population of London more than doubled from 1 million to 2.3 million. And this caused a lot of overcrowding. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when there's a big population spike like that, there's also a big population spike in cemeteries because yes. <laughs> the living die. Yes. That's, that's what happens. That's true. Um, so overcrowded graveyards also led to decaying matter getting into the water supply and causing epidemics. Mm. Um there were incidents of graves being dug and unmarked plots that already contained bodies and of bodies being defiled by sewer rats. Sorry, Rebecca. Yeah, gross. Um, So the people of London came up with a plan. It was actually Parliament that came up with this idea. Uh, A plan to have seven cemeteries that were all located outside of central London. So like the suburbs, kind of. Right. Um, these seven cemeteries are called the Magnificent Seven. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, Highgate was actually the third of these cemeteries created. And as I said, it was basically two cemeteries, right? We had the East and we had the West. Uh, the West was created in 1839 and the Eastern part was opened across Swain's Lane in 1854. An interesting fact about this is they don't want to take bodies out of the cemetery to bring them to another cemetery, so they don't want to cross the street. So what they did was they dug underneath the street and made it like a tunnel where they can get from the western to the eastern. Okay, so you mentioned this earlier, and and I know this isn't what it is, but I just need you to confirm this. It's not like they're digging underneath the graves and like pulling the caskets down. Like they're no. digging up the bodies um, on top side, yeah. But then they're just transporting them instead no, of like walking the across the street. Yeah, but yeah, they're walking. 
they're going underneath through a tunnel. Yeah, it was supposed to be bad, bad luck or bad fortune or something like that. Whatever. It's supposed to be a bad omen to carry a body across the street like that. So they went underneath the street. Okay, gotcha. And there were stairs that would go down. But stairs with people carrying bodies would be very difficult. Yeah, not so good. So they actually installed a hydraulic uh, elevator in there. Wow. I mean, obviously not like in 1854, but no. at some point. But I mean, how many cemeteries do you know that have a elevator? Yeah, that's really creepy. Yeah. I don't know if it's you know within public use, though. Yeah, but, probably not. Um, so these avenues of death entomb poets painters, princesses, and paupers. There are at least 850 notable people buried at Highgate. And I'm not going to mention all 850, or that would be the whole episode. (laughs) Uh, It it includes 18 royal academics, six Lord Mayors of London, and 48 fellows of the Royal Society. Although perhaps its most famous occupant is Karl Marx, Mm, which I did not know he was buried there until we started doing this. Yeah, no. Um, Several other people worthy of mention are also buried here, including Edward Hodge Bailey, who was a sculptor, Um, Rowland Hill, um, originator of Modern Postal Service. Yeah, Uh, John Singleton Copley, which was an artist, George Eliot, um, Mary Ann uh, Evans, novelist, so was that, uh, yeah. Husband, wife. Right, right, right. Thing, yeah. Yep, definitely um, read him. Michael Faraday, an electrical engineer. I mean, he was huge. Uh, do you do you ever watch Lost? Yeah, I've seen Lost. So yeah. there's a character in there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. That's named Faraday after him. Oh, yeah. So. Um, William Freeze Green, inventor of cinematography. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Henry Moore, a painter. Um. Carl Heinrich Marx, uh, which we mentioned, father of communism, mm-hmm. or actually, it's not really communism that he that he's the father of. He's the father of socialism. Yeah, I was going to say it's a little different. Yeah, um, he was a philosophical person that thought of the concept of it and wrote Das Kapital. Um, Elizabeth Eleanor Sidal, model of pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood. Okay. And actually, this is the one um, that, so her her husband loved her dearly, and he was a poet, and he had her buried there, and he buried all of his poems that he had with her, mm-hmm. and that was the only copy he had. And then seven years later, he started to have a lot of money troubles. Uh-oh. So he had her dug up, and they took out the book. That, that contained all the poems that he had written. Ah. But they say that when they dug her up, that the light shined on her. I think it was the moonlight shined on her. <laughs> and her auburn hair was um, one of the things that they saw. And she looked like flawless. Wow. So this is uh, one, of the, one of the things that inspired Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Reminds me of um, the um, the uh, the girl in the the cemetery, Mar- Mount Carmel Cemetery. Oh yeah, who was yeah, like the Italian bride. Italian bride. She was uh, yeah preserved. And then we have George Michael recently. There you go. Twenty sixteen. He's buried alongside his mother, and I 
I want to say sister too, but mm, gotcha. but I have I can't confirm that. But he uh, he George Michael actually lived in um, Highgate, the community as well. Oh, interesting. And it's a pretty like I want to say nondescript, but it's not like a like you know it's not some huge monument, you know, statue of George Michael no, <laughs> playing no, no. guitar or it something like that. It does not even have his name on it. It's his Greek name on it. Mm. Which we'll have to ask Nick Mataragas what that is. <laughs> there you go. Um, and I know you had a couple of people to mention too, right? Yeah, I just wanted to add a few um, authors because, you know, I like the the literary stuff. Um, so Douglas Adams, author yeah. of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, is probably... The Meaning of Life is 42. 42. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely probably, probably next to George Michael, one of the, one of the names people might recognize. Um, Christina Rossetti... Um, who's a poet, and you may have had to read Goblin Market nope. in school. Nope. <laughs> uh, and if you haven't read it, it's really creepy. You should totally read it. Um, it's a good good read for Halloween. Um, and then Radcliffe Hall, who was the author of The Well of Loneliness, one of the oh. very first um, lesbian novels. Yeah, and she was open lesbian at the time, and mm-hmm. she went by the name John. She did. Yeah, and oh, really interesting story. She's... Actually, in in the tomb of her first love, Una, mm-hmm. and Una is not there with her. Oh, although there is some kind of inscription that says like something about being buried next to the person that you love. Yeah, and uh, she's not buried there because she died in Italy. Oh, and I believe she is buried in the England Cemetery in uh, Rome. Okay. Or so, Italy. Like if you're I, British I'm not sure and if it's you die Rome, in but, Italy, that's where you go. Yeah, but I mean, that is such a great story. And you said you you read the the Well of Loneliness. Yeah, that was part of my graduate degree. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Oh goodness, it's been a while since I've read it, but it is a story of a um, obviously. So this is 1800s, right? So like to be openly a lesbian, it's not like a thing. I thought it was early 1900s. It might have been early 1900s, yeah. but whenever it was, it was not. And oh, you know. You're not you're not coming out, you know, pretty easily, uh, and so it's a story of a of a woman who she manages to like actually live her life. Again, it's it's not an autobiography, right? Yeah. But it's that thing of of a woman who lives her life pretty in a masculine way, I guess we'll say. Well, and when she went as John, she kind of you know took on a more masculine persona. Right, it's kind of that, and and. Uh, and, you know, and I had a woman that she loved mm-hmm. and, you know, like tragic story, of course, but also, you know, has some some very beautiful moments, too. So I, I mean, definitely recommend checking it out. It's readable. You know, it's not so old that you're not going to follow it. It's not like reading Shakespeare yeah. or something. <laughs> but I was going to say, I mean, we we write what we know, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was, that was her life. And I'm glad that. She was able to do it, and and I would probably say she's one of the first famous people to come out as a lesbian as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, sorry, just looking. It it was published in 1928. I think yeah. it was written probably before then, but yeah, it didn't come out till till a little bit later. Um, ah, so I am correct. You are. You are wow, correct. That's wow. right. No, it's sorry. It's coming back to me. That's right. She's like an ambulance driver in World War One. Um. Oh. Yeah, and they she meets this woman and they fall in love. Um, but it was definitely, I mean, you can go on and on. But like this is one of those things that was challenged in court 
Oh, was like it a, was it scandalous? Very scandalous. Yeah. Like it was Yeah, it took it it, it wasn't published again after 1928 until um 1959. Uh, and it was challenged here in the States as well, but it survived those challenges. Well, and I know some people have desecrated her remains, um, like that particular area. And I know that her remains were in very poor state at one point. And I know a wealthy lesbian couple gave money to have it restored completely. Right. So that was really good. But, you know, very tragic story. Um, sounds like a lovely person you know mm-hmm. I, but anyways um but another person that's remains were definitely um disturbed mm. i would say is that of Karl marx um so you know feel what you will about Karl marx right um wrote das kapital um you know it was a, an, a great idea of the time that just didn't work. I mean, unfortunately, but Karl Marx and his family were buried at another location in Highgate, probably like a hundred yards away. So not, not too far, but the Marx Memorial committee with the agreement of the great grandsons of Marx uh, asked to have the bodies moved to a different site, uh, a site that would have a glorious tomb. And it really does. Um, Marx's grave is among the most visited sites at Highgate and has been described as one of the most recognizable graves in the world. Oh, wow. I did not know it. I had never seen what the grave looked like. So maybe, you know, I'm just not that worldly. I'm more Chicago-ly. I could be. In 1960, a, a pair of yellow swastikas were painted on the tomb as well as slogans in German supporting Nazi SS officer Adolf Eichmann, uh, who was then in custody in Israel. Uh, Marx's tomb was the subject of two bombing attempts in 1970. I mean, bombing, seriously. Wow. Um, the tomb has been covered in blue and red paint at some point in its, in its life, uh, in protest, and even attacked by people with hammers. Um, so they installed a 24-hour video surveillance around the tomb to prevent further vandalism. Wow. Um, yeah, it's something. I mean, the history of this tomb is just incredible, too. <laughs> uh, today, the cemetery's gro- today, the cemetery's grounds are full of mature trees, shrubbery, and wildflowers that provide a haven for birds and small animals. And the Egyptian Avenue... Um, which is something that I didn't really refer to, but it is um, really cool. You have to like go into this like tunnel to get into it. Mm. Um, and then the circle of uh, Lebanon topped by a huge cedar of Lebanon, which I don't think is there anymore. No, I, and I, I didn't catch why, but I think it was. It was like 2019 though. Yeah, right? I was going to say it was just, it was in the teens and they yeah. they had to take it out for some reason, but they did replace it. Um, but obviously that tree's not, you know. But that was a 250-year-old tree. Say, it predates, predates the cemetery. Oh, oh, that's interesting. So they kept it there. Oh, and then they kind of like used it as inspiration. I guess, that's yeah. Cool. It's like a Frank Lloyd Wright kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it featured tombs, vaults, and winding paths throughout the hillside. It's very pleasant looking, you know, when I've seen yeah, it's beautiful. the walking tours and stuff. Uh, For its protection, the oldest section with its impressive collection of Victorian mausoleums 
and gravestones. You know, they're the Gothic ones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, plus elaborately carved tombs, allowing admission only in tour groups. Wow. Okay, so kind of like St. Louis, number one. Yeah. And that's the west side, right? That is the west side, yeah. The newer section, the east side, which contains most of the angel statues, can be toured un- unescorted. Okay, so if you're heading there, you can go on the east side, but if you want to see the west side, then you got to book a tour. Yeah, so Rebecca, how much do you think it would cost to be buried at a place like this? Oh, gosh, I can. I, I don't know if I can even imagine well, you can't because it's the highest price. <laughs> 18,000 pounds. Actually, it doesn't seem so bad. I mean, I, I know. Well, it's like 1,000 pounds for them to dig up the grave, but, you know. But I mean, to like, I mean, it's basically saying I'm going to own this piece of land forever. I mean, obviously, I don't know that that's going to happen, but like for the next whatever thousand years or something, if we're that lucky, but like. So to me, it's like that's probably what, like twenty two grand. That mm, seems not that bad. <laughs> well, I it's mean, better than I thought it was going to be. So let's yeah, just say that. I, I, I mean, not that I have that kind of money. <laughs> I mean, it costs. Yeah, well, Might with as well ghostly be money, million. right? Yeah, with exactly. ghostly money, we'll be there in no time. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I was just going to say that the average uh, funeral cost about ten thousand dollars in the United States. Yeah, so, I think it's probably a little more than that now. But yeah, exactly. Ten to fifteen thousand. Ten to fifteen, yeah. But could so, you imagine adding twenty thousand yeah. dollars on that just for that particular cemetery's right, spot? Right. That's yeah. Yeah, that's insane. It is um, insane. So yeah, it was just another tidbit that I found while, you know, doing some research. So do you have anything to add about this amazing cemetery? Um, I think it's it's a beautiful place. Um, I enjoyed watching the videos of it. It really, um, like I said, it has, especially the west side, it has a very different look to it with all of the overgrowth. Um, And, you know, it's beautiful, but it is also definitely creepy. Well, any place where you have 170,000 remains uh, is going to be a little creepy, I would say. Yeah. But you know what? Let's take this to the debate. Okay. Hello, boils and ghouls. It's that time of year again. Are you looking for something paranormal and possibly supernatural this Halloween season? Well, look no further. Join Graveside Paranormal Investigative Tours this season. Graveside Paranormal will take you on a four and a half hour ghost tour of the southwest suburbs of Chicago starting on October 8th. During these tours, you will receive equipment at certain sites to do small investigations. You will be able to use our legendary Anahata Spirit Portal Box. You will receive an EMF, and all of the investigations we will record, and you will see on our YouTube series the next following week. Go to the legendary Chet Smiley Lounge to hear the ghostly story of Resurrection Mary, or come to the farm in Palis Hills to hear the ghastly story of the Butcher of Palis. And new this year, and only on select dates, October 22nd, 28th, and 29th, for the first time ever, the gates of St. James Cemetery, otherwise known as Monk's Castle, is allowing us to push the gates open and tell you the spine-chilling stories on the grounds at night. So grab your holy water, and call your mama 
and go to tours.gravesideparanormal.com. That is tours.g-r-a-v-e-s-i-d-e paranormal.com. Boo. Tell us about this stupid vampire. (laughs) There is so much. Like every time I think I've heard all the stories, then all of a sudden I watch a video or do something (laughs) and there's like, oh, I've never heard that story before. So I apologize. I'm probably not going to get all of them in here. I'm just I'm just getting a few now. Okay, going into this, are you a vampire believer? In general, no. Like I, I think there can be energy vampires like people talk about those and i feel like that's more like people that kind of take energy from others i think that's called a narcissist basically yeah yeah um so you know it's just kind of like a a a way to a name to call those people but like the whole like i want to take your blood like that it's not really no something that i've seen evidence of but i'm until i don't know we're gonna see right all right Okay, so, okay. <laughs> now, I will also just preface this. One thing that I, I didn't put in the history or didn't say in the history is just there is speculation or maybe there's even some evidence of it. Like after World War II, um, the, they kind of neglected the cemetery for a yes, while, right? they did, yes. Um, and so that's when it got really overgrown. Until 1960. Until the 60s. And in that time, there started there supposedly were um, Satan worshippers or whatever pagan, not, not pagan, but you know whatever people go. Sure. And, and now this is you know the Satanic Panic, all of that. So I don't know, but um, so all of that is going around. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Just keeping and that in mind, <laughs> they believe that the Satanists brought out the vampire. Well, right? I'm going to talk about that. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were going to talk about that. <laughs> So this is one of the most common sightings, and it's gotten a lot of media attention, which is the Highgate Vampire. So here is the story from AuthenticVacations.com. The vampire was said to be a medieval nobleman who practiced black magic in Romania. His coffin was brought from Europe to England in the 18th century, and his cult-like followers bought him a house in the West End. He was buried at that site and eventually became that eventually became Highgate Cemetery. He slumbered peacefully until, according to reports, Satanists performed a ritual at the cemetery and that woke him up. Oh, that's always the story, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. The Highgate vampire is said to be a tall, dark figure that glides through the cemetery. His presence is frequently announced by a sudden drop in temperature. He has also caused clocks and watches to stop. He terrifies all animals in his vicinity, and he's been blamed for scores of dead foxes on the cemetery grounds. Uh, I also heard tales of like animals like found without their blood. Um, 
The Highgate vampire has a hypnotic stare and bone chilling effect on all who have encountered him, especially those foolish enough to spend the night in the cemetery. So I would totally do that. <laughs> so that's kind of like the the story that's told. Right. Okay. Now there's a little bit more. So we can't really get into more of like the actual encounters people have had without first talking about the magician's duel. Okay, no. It didn't really happen. <laughs> okay, but also, I, I don't really like the term magician or wizard for this. Okay. Because they were occult people, and so they were more than likely witches. Men can be witches. I know, but they call themselves magicians. Okay. So, and they they were definitely occultists. That, yeah. is, that is very true. Yeah. Um, there's actually, again, there's other, like, you can listen to podcasts on this. Like, it's a whole thing. Um, but on December 24th, 1969, magician David Fer- Ferrant saw a gray figure when passing the cemetery. He was convinced this was the Highgate vampire. His story was picked up by another mag- magician, Sean Manchester, who claimed he'd single-handedly put a stop to this creature. So, I mean, there's a lot of variations of that story, but basically there was a rivalry that got bigger and bigger <laughs> between these two guys. Mm. So, on Friday, March 13th, 1970, Sean Manchester... Oh, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm, officially decided to have a massive vampire hunt. <laughs> many people answered his call what like a bunch of van helsens he basically he's like we're going we're yeah. going to the cemetery and we're getting this vampire now there had been um reports like in the newspaper people had written letters in talking about their encounters with the vampire yeah. at this point okay despite police efforts to control the mob they swarmed over the gates and walls into the locked cemetery <laughs> Um, the grave of the vampire was never found, but that didn't mean that they gave up. A few nights later, Ferrant was found by the police in the churchyard beside Highgate Cemetery, carrying a wooden stake and a crucifix. Um, he was arrested, but when his case came to court, he was let go. Rumors began to spread that Ferrant and Manchester would meet in what was called the, quote, magician's duel on Parliament Hill on um, Friday, April 13th, 1973. Another Friday 13th, mm-hmm. huh? But it didn't happen. <laughs> mm. Barrett was jailed again in 1974 for damaging memorials and interfering with the debt. And I thought you might want to mention what happened. or I don't know if these are totally connected, but you mentioned about a woman. Uh, yeah, so... Um there was a report at around this time. Right. We don't know how associated they might be. So um, Ferent was sent away, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't allowed to do anything, but supposedly he might have snuck back in because they found a corpse in the cemetery and its head was cut off and a stake was driven through its heart. And um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how true that story is, but that's supposedly what they say, you know, and. um, Yeah. And I don't know if this is what he was jailed for. Like. Ferent, before all this happened, he said he knew which grave it was. Right. Yes. And he was going to stake that heart, but then was told by his friend that the police probably wouldn't like that because you're desecrating the remains. True. Um, So. 
All right. So <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought we'd stop here for a moment yeah. and we're going to get into some specific sightings. But what are you thinking so far? My thoughts so far is, man, a cemetery would seem like the most logical place for a vampire, right? Yes. Because they have coffins mm-hmm. and at night nobody's in there typically. True. Um, but my one thought about that is that they would be lacking food supply. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you so really he would have are... to leave there. Well, again, supposedly that's where the animals come in, like you know. But yeah, I... so he was like Vampire Louis, right? right? Right. Yeah, he wouldn't, you know, eat from people. <laughs> so he's a good vampire. Then. I, yeah, I mean, I people have been scared about of, of him supposedly, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right, so one sighting of the vampire was a man who claimed to have been hypnotized by it. So he was walking around the cemetery uh, one day, just kind of, you know, walking around, taking a look. And when nightfall came, he decided, okay, time to go. But it was dark, so he kind of got lost. I mean, it's a very complicated, large cemetery. Oh, yeah. So looking for the gate, he suddenly felt something right behind him. Looking behind him, he said he was, quote, hypnotized with fear. When this tall black figure that was the vampire was looking right at him, the fear was so intense that his body felt almost paralyzed. Moments later, the vampire left. Wow. Um, so my initial thought there is that it was really dark and he saw some kind of shadow over something. And that's what caused this. That's my initial thought. I mean, that seems... I don't know. Like I, if I'm taking this guy at his word, yeah. I mean, I think he saw something. I don't know if it was a vampire though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Another sighting was a report from a young girl. Maybe not that young, but uh, in 1971, a girl claimed that she was attacked by a vampire. She was walking home late in the evening when suddenly she was thrown to the ground by an aggressive figure. It was tall and black with an extremely pale face. Fortunately for her, a car was coming just in time and she was helped. The vampire vanished quickly. The girl was taken to the police station um, because she was just freaking out by what just happened. She suffered minor injuries and the police went to investigate the area where she was attacked. Unfortunately, no evidence or explanation was found. What's strange is that this road is lined by 12 foot walls. So this was the Swain Road. Yeah. Where like if you look at it, it's really weird. It's like these huge cemetery walls on either side. Mm. Um, so basically they're saying like when that car pulled up and they couldn't see they didn't see anybody, they're like it would have been really difficult for a person to have vanished. Well but it was you know, it could only be a supernatural like vampire. So another interesting thing about this girl is that she was going through a lot after this particular thing, uh, a lot of what seemed like mental illness. And um, they uh, did extensive medical background to see what could possibly be causing this, and they found two marks on her neck, mm-hmm. reminiscent of a vampire's bite. Oh, is this, is this that story? Because again, yeah. I thought that was a different one because there's so many stories. It might be, but this is probably that one. Though. Okay. Because uh, she was actually attacked. Right, per se. right, right. Um, so what they did was they put a bunch of holy water in her room and a bunch of garlic and she felt fine after that. It's There you go. <laughs> there you go. Done. Um, proof. No, I, I don't. That's bringing the proof. I don't believe this. Um, 
this girl was solo as well. And it just seems like it, it's one of those kind of things that could be just made up. I'm also going to say, too, that all of these things happened in like the 70s and stuff. And this was prime time for vampires. Yeah. Um, like there were a lot of vampire movies coming out Mm -hmm. and also Hammer Studios, which we talked about in our Rocky Horror Picture Show Mm -hmm. episode, they shot a movie inside there of a vampire drinking blood that was really vicious looking (laughs) and um, it happened around that same time. Mm. So did Hammer just make this up? Yeah, uh, well, I don't know if they made it up, but maybe people saw them filming, didn't realize they were filming. Stop, it's hammer time. Uh, (laughs) All right, I got one more. Okay. A man had his car break down on Swain's Lane, which, you know, as we said, kind of like this tight little road that goes between east and west. Um, He claims to have seen an apparition with glowing red eyes staring at him through the East Cemetery's gates. And he believed that it was a vampire. And there's actually a video of him talking about it. Yeah. Um, So what I think that this probably was is some of the wildlife in there. Mm. You know, foxes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Their eyes can appear red at certain angles when you well, see it at night. No, I feel bad because I didn't mention this. He says that it really was, He it looked like a person and it said, um, like, good evening or <laughs> how was your evening? Something, he said it sounded very like old fashioned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it was like a weird, it wasn't like, good I or not, well, that was Australian. I, it wasn't, <laughs> whatever. It wasn't what British people Cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my mind is blinking. Sorry said, for all of our UK yeah, people no, here. Sorry, you know, hey, you all right? Like, it wasn't like that. Like, it was, <laughs> Very like you know old fashioned language or whatever. So you no, know, he really it was a person. Like it wasn't just eyes that he. So saw. he didn't say like oh governor. Right, it wasn't <laughs> that. It was very much like good evening. <laughs> you know, or how's you know like how was your evening or some something like that. So. Uh, <laughs> no, I I really think it was some kind of wildlife, and maybe he heard something. I mean, Highgate's a popular area, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if I mentioned this, but George, I did mention it. George Michael lived in that area. So it's got to be fancy. If you remember, like when he died, the people were all outside his house and stuff like that. That's very popular. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, a lot of people there. So I I just think the red eyes could be from some kind of bird or some kind of fox or something that that they saw. Mm. So what would you say then overall? Like, do you think there's a vampire? Rebecca. I mean, I'm just asking. No, I do not think that there is a Highgate <laughs> vampire or any vampires. Rebecca, what are your thoughts? I'm hesitant on this being a vampire. Now, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit more about something else that I think is related. But okay. as far as like a vampire, I am I'm kind of low on this one. I mean, the now, you know, with the girl with the marks and all that, you know, but... I feel, yeah, I've just not seen a ton of proof about vampires. All right. Well, what is your rating then? So my rating for this is a four. Four? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever gone that As far as being a vampire, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. But as far as being a vampire. I'm going to go 10. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Whoa. I was shocked for a second there. I'm going to go zero (laughs) on this one as there's no such thing as vampires. I mean, there are people that require blood. Like- I believe that um, some forms of hemophiliacs and stuff like that people associate with vampirism. 
I mean, there are people who think they're vampires. Well, they practice the religion. And they do crazy things, but they're not yeah. like required. Like they're not undead people. Like they're people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to go really low on this one. It's just ri- ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Especially that it was in the 70s and you don't hear more modern um, like accounts of this too. So. Okay, so let's move on to like our next evidence, which to be honest is really kind of a continuation of this. Yeah, I figured. So now there haven't been a report so much of vampires since the 70s. Mm, Okay. But periodically over the years, there are accounts for a ghost. Okay. So the ghost, and again, these are, they're kind of different stories, but there's so many similarities. So it's a tall man often uh, dressed in a long coat and a top hat. And he's often said to be a dark figure with glowing eyes, not necessarily red, but sometimes, um, and gaunt cheeks when you can see his face. Sometimes he's, they say he's cowled, like he has like a, almost like a, not a hood, but like. How does he have a top hat and a hood? Well, again, some it depends. Like okay. sometimes, again, it's, you know, face is covered. Kind okay. of. It's hard to tell. It's like a black dark figure like kind of right. like you know that's that's that shadowy figure um and it, he's been reported both on the outside of the cemetery on swain's lane but also within the cemetery mm, okay so okay so there here's an example of someone who came forward about this there's an old lady who said her dog whimpered in fear and refused to go near the entity there was a young nurse who was rescued by passing motorist when the impact of the entity knocked her to the ground. Now, see, that to me sounds exactly very similar to the earlier story of the young girl. So mm. they get kind of mixed up between themselves, right? Yeah. And um, when she wrote about this into the newspaper, more people came forward with reports of um, basically a ghost. So there were two other nurses returning home from night duty on Swain's Lane that seemed to um they were walking the, saw the man walking towards them from the cemetery gates like it was a figure mm-hmm. um and it came like ran towards them and then vanished and then there was um another again there's like a terrible apparition that's often seen through the bars of the the gate um i mean there's a i don't know there you keep you run across a lot of stories um there's actually a few that came out I think I didn't put them in here. Um, I forgot, but um, these paranormal investigators from I think it was like 2015 were there and also claimed to see this figure. And again, for them, they're like, he's not a vampire; he's just a ghost. Like the guy, the paranormal investigator said he thinks maybe it's like a an old mortician or something based on the way he's dressed. But basically, they're like, this is a ghost; it's not a vampire. It's a ghost dressed like a vampire. It's a ghost dressed in what we like to think <laughs> of as vampire clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like the the like 19th century clothes, basically. Okay, well, there's a lot of stuff in here. I know, there's a digest. lot. So, okay, so um, what do you think about the old lady and the dog? Well, I was actually going to go, well, okay, let's the old, old lady and the dog. Okay, so um, dogs often have these weird fears of areas. Like I always mention about the horses, that the horses get spooked. And like just going to the corner. Well, dogs have these kind of things too. Um, I know a certain dog that won't go on tile, that gets scared every time he walks on tile. 
But that's like a standard thing. <laughs> so I would imagine this lady was like, this is unusual. Yeah, well, it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say all of these, I think, are a figment of people's imagination or the wildlife. I mean, those two explanations right there can sum up most of these things. Um, the paranormal investigators that you mentioned, they have a reason to be in there and they have a reason to, you know, want something that is like a, is like a headline that they mm-hmm. can add to things. I don't know. I just, I don't know them. I don't know any of these people. Um, I have no way of knowing if they're fibbing or not. Um, but I'm just going to take them at the benefit of the doubt that they're not lying to us. And I'm just going to say it's the figment of their imagination or it is, um, wildlife in there. Okay. For me, I think it's, I think this is the explanation. Like, I don't think it's a vampire. I think it's a ghost. Okay. And it is a ghost that, um, haunts the cemetery. He's pretty powerful spirit um not necessarily negative though it sounds like he has hurt some people but most of the time that doesn't seem to be what happens uh maybe there's a couple of them but there's definitely this one okay i'm gonna go a one on this a one all right i'm gonna go uh an eight eight yeah you went from a four to an eight yeah this i mean when it comes to vampire versus ghost yeah ghost for sure why is it more believable that there can be ghosts than there is vampires? Well, because a vampire is almost like another entity and I feel like we would like we would have more evidence of that if like there were real vampires living among us like killing us, like I think we would Okay. Take away <laughs> we have we'd have some proof. Take of away that. the idea that a vampire is immortal, okay? Um and let's say it is just something that is mortal but desires blood and seeks out blood. You would you would still say that a ghost is more likely than this kind of Well, thing. if you're going with this is like a person, I mean, I do I think there's mental illness where people think that they're vampires and they need blood to survive and like they do that. Like, I mean, sure, that happens. Like there's I been, believe in that. There's been blood rituals that have been happening from before Christ. I mean, I'm just going to say that it's... Right, but that's like a sacrifice of whatever. I mean... Not necessarily a sacrifice. They're not always sacrifices. Sometimes they're just the spilling of blood, but mm-hmm. not death. Yeah, that's different. Again, I believe that that is real. But a vampire, that's like an undead thing. It's made by drinking. I mean, I, again, I you know I can't say it's zero, but it's not real high for me. But a ghost, on the other hand... I mean, there are just too many sightings of this thing. Okay. Well, I'm going to, as I said, go one on that Okay. One. All right. And you went eight. And I went eight. Okay. <laughs> now, we've spent a lot of time on things. So that those are that is honestly that that particular spirit is the, the most popular thing. But there's a couple of other stories what out there. What would you there, name that spirit? I don't even know. I don't want him to give him a name. That's not a good thing. I'm going to call him Elijah. Oh, okay. Seems like a mortician's name from back then. Hmm. I would Elijah. say I would say Oliver, but uh, well, I asked you and you I wouldn't know, tell me. I know, but now I don't want to give him power by giving him a name. <laughs> All right, the next one. There's a story, and I couldn't find a more detailed version of this, but like almost every article mentions this, and ghostly, ding ding ding, cyclist that is like working his way up the hill, 
because it's Highgate, right? There's us on a hill and basically like scares this like young mother who's walking along. <laughs> I'm assuming it's on Swain um, and freaks her out. So I don't know. That's all I know. <laughs> there might be more details out there, but that's all I could find. All right. Well, I would tell you that I've watched some walk walking tours of um of Highgate the community mm-hmm. and not just the cemetery. And uh people have trouble walking this I because it's so don't steep. Don't want to live there. So for a cyclist, we would have to say that maybe only 10% of the population could do that. Mhm. And we're saying this is back then before bikes were like super good or anything, right? I don't know when this was. Probably Um, like the 70s. I mean, I think bikes weren't that bad. Yeah, but they weren't that good either. I don't know. know? I mean, I'm not sure the time. I'm just going to say, I, I, what about if it is actually just a cyclist? Well, I think that's the question. Like, I don't know what made her think it was a ghost. Maybe because it was so fast, it it <laughs> went by her, and she's like, "Oh, geez," and it blurry. You know, when something goes by you that fast, it gets blurry. I, I don't, don't know. know why you'd go to ghost. It's it's well, it's, yeah. Then zero. Okay. Okay. What are you gonna give this? I'm one? gonna give it a five. A five. Yeah. But you have no reason why it's ghostly. Well, I don't know. She said it was looked like a ghost, so I'm I'm gonna give her a little bit of benefit of the doubt, but I'm not gonna go too high on it. So a five for you is pretty much saying, yeah. Maybe. It's 50-50. 50-50. No, I don't know. That's no <laughs> way. No way. All right. One more. Okay. So um, so basically, people, these are just kind of like general things that people feel in the cemetery. Okay. Mm-hmm. So visitors say that they've gotten touched on the cheek mm-hmm. by something cold and that they- Which could be a branch or a leaf from a tree or something. But anyways, go ahead. Okay. It seems Okay. Um, and then they will like basically when they're going by like mausoleums and archways that they'll hear whispers. Yeah, like, because and cries in, in there's there. other people in there with them and in the archways and the mausoleums. There, no, they might hear it outside the archway, but then it comes across as a whisper. If you were standing right next to him, it probably wouldn't be a whisper. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm trying to go one by one on your stuff. I here. know that's no, and that's I mean, and vism, and you know, and again, just other visions of like ghostly things. Um, but I would say the the voices and getting touched on the cheek are like the the popular. All right, stories. so if we're going to talk about visions of phantoms and un- unseen sound, uh, do we have any like recordings or anything like that that I could hear of this? No, this is what's weird. I yeah. mean, the only. Th- evidence i found there were two photos that someone took mm-hmm. trying to investigate the kind of vampire spirit thing um that have some like what's that not orbs but like like the the lights or the dusty mm, okay. you know look or whatever you call that the, sh- the the fog or something i don't know anyways it looked a little weird but it wasn't mm. wasn't I super mean, convincing to me before people jump on me for always asking if there's pictures or videos or anything question. like that. But I'm just trying to rate this as mm-hmm. far as like how realistic this could be. And for me, pictures and videos would bring me a little bit higher, probably not anywhere near where you would be, mm-hmm. but it would bring me a little bit higher. So I'm just trying to Sess it out and see where we're at. Mm-hmm. Well, like even those paranormal investigators I was talking about, the when they saw this, they were just like checking out the place. They actually didn't even have their equipment with them. So yeah. they don't have any record. 
Mm. They didn't have their proton packs. <laughs> <laughs> or their ghost traps. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I'm gonna have to go I'm gonna have to go zero on this one because you know, it's it's too vague of a thing. Um the touched on the cheek thing, I I mean it is a You'd be surprised at how many, like, it is a big, big area, I will say that. But they are pretty close together and stuff. So the whispers and the touching of stuff, I don't know. It just seems like there could be some logical reason for it. And I'm just going to say, if maybe it was dark and maybe there was a branch that, you know, hit them or maybe it was the wind, I don't know. I feel like this is pretty focused and I it doesn't surprise me that this place that has so much um so much death in it and um so much energy that you know yeah there's some creepy things that happen around it and I I'm pretty sure if it was a branch you would know it was a branch you wouldn't be like that was a ghost like I don't know I just I don't, don't know. see that happening so I'm, I'm going to go zero on I'm going this zero. one zero I am going uh 6 on this one Okay so that is all the evidence that you have? Yeah. I mean, again, remember for all of these, there's many stories. I'm just giving. Well, I just wanted to ones. bring up another one. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, please do. And this is not in the cemetery, but it is in part of the community of Highgate. I love this. Pat is bringing the ghostly evidence. Yeah. That, okay. So the history part of it goes that the first <laughs> frozen chicken oh. <laughs> was in Highgate. Yes. And they believe that there's a ghost of this. Now, actually, <laughs> the person that froze the chicken was a guy with last name Bacon. Yeah, Francis Bacon. We Francis all, Bacon. Should have heard yeah. of Francis Bacon in history class. Yes. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so the uh, people report seeing a ghost chicken running around. That is fantastic. Do you think it? I sent it to you. By you the did. Way. You did. I did look at it quickly. Um, but that is amazing. Um, yeah, like he, so like no one had ever like frozen a chicken before. Like that wasn't a thing. Obviously this was, you know, I mean, he was what lived away, uh, you know, was, was a while. I guess he's not the Francis Bacon now that I'm thinking about it. Cause that would have been too long ago. But um, anyways, so they, he was like, yeah, let's put it in snow. I'll put snow inside it and snow around it. But then like, him doing all of that it was kind of like the was it william henry harrison yeah. where like they say say because he was outside yeah, or whatever yeah. but like supposedly he got sick or something so but i wonder um, how so the chicken died. tasted then well no i don't know that they they I didn't eat it i don't know if they did because he died oh the chicken no oh the guy, the guy. Oh, okay. so i mean the chicken also died. <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh but yeah supposedly it, there's like a frozen chicken running around yeah frozen chicken awesome. running. so how do you rate that one rebecca uh i don't know i'm gonna have to go a 10 on that one that i haven't obviously heard a lot of stories true. but sure i'll give it a seven what yeah you're just throwing out sevens like they're nothing <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give this a zero there's no ghost frozen chicken running around i, get, I mean come on rebecca this is getting ridiculous no i probably give it like a three <laughs> all right so what would be your overall rating of uh highgate all right so my overall rating is going to be a seven um you know so it'll it'll be kind of like the eight right that we got with the big ghosty guy but then the rest of the stuff is a little bit less than the vampire you know i'm a little more lower on that so i'm gonna go seven 
okay. between the six and the eight, I'll go with that. Okay, I'm gonna go zero because okay. it just averages out. <laughs> I gave like a one or something like that. Gotcha. You know, and only because of um, when I give a one or a two or something like that, it's because lack of evidence or lack of supporting uh, evidence for me to be able to be able to look into anything and to be able to say Mm -hmm. what it is. So I give it some benefit. Gotcha. Very, very little though for me, because for me, five would be that I'm, that I'm indifferent. Mm. Zero to me is like, I am positive. This isn't true. You know, four would be like, uh, I'm fairly certain it isn't. So and anything above five for me is starting to believe, but anything. So therefore, can never be a score. I got it. I, I gave a four once. I <laughs> actually a couple five, of times. A I'm couple saying. of times. Yeah. I have not given a five, um, yet. <laughs> but I mean that chicken though. Chicken though. I mean that's. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I'm gonna go zero on it. Um, so that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to get you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep Rebecca honest. Hey. Rebecca, where do they go to vote, though? Oh, go to ghostlypodcast.com slash polls. Okay, and they're all up there? They're all up there. And you know what? In uh, or Keep an eye on social media. You're always posting links. Yeah, I do. Yeah, when you see that, go vote. Go, don't wait, you know? Go now, vote on well, what's up there. And I'd then... say wait until at least a day after the episode comes out, just in case I'm, I might be behind on things. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, don't wait too long to go yeah. vote. No, you know, no. Don't wait till like November. No, because you're going to miss it. Yeah, exactly. All right, Rebecca, you ready? I'm ready. Go. All right, so Highgate Cemetery is huge, beyond belief huge. Um, it is beautiful. It was left to its own devices. And I do think that over the years, um, spirits absolutely have made their home there. It's beautiful. Um, I do think there is one kind of dominant darkish spirit that uh, has gotten this reputation (laughs) for being a vampire that I don't think he is. Um, And, you know, there's just uh, a lot of sightings. You know, I mean, I I understand there was an escalation in the 70s, and I don't know that all of those stories are true, but... You know, they they keep happening every, you know, 10 years or so. They kind of pop up. And, um, you know, when he rebuilds his strength, he comes back. All right. Wow. You left like 10 seconds on the board there. There you go. Don't need it. (laughs) All right. You ready? Yep. Okay. Here we go. So I think it's time that we let the dead rest. They are buried here. We are the ones with the obsession with death. They're just bodies that there's no longer a person that's attributed to. So I I just think that it's time that those bodies have a chance to rest and we stop making these foolish accusations that um, these things are ghosts. This This is a final resting place. It's peaceful. Um, People say that when they go there, they breathe easy and um, that they find it delightful. How could there be ghosts in that delightful environment? That's it. All right. All right. So that uh, that is the episode, right? 
So I want to thank you so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. I mean, come on. Yeah. This is the spooky season. We deserve a subscribe. (laughs) So Uh, much going on. I'd like to give a special shout out to all of our beautiful Patreon people uh, that have helped us become what we are right now and are pretty much our producers. Absolutely. Uh, And so I would like to say Alicia, Carrie, Becky, Natalie, Kim, Ta, Ernie, Marisol, Shayla, Cindy, Kevin, Nicole, Jessica, Alice, Austin, Aaron, Hope, and Candy. And you can become one of those too. Yeah. So just hop on over to Patreon. Go ahead and subscribe. Even if just for a month or two months, you can get caught up on all the other stuff that we got going on. If you did that once a year, I mean, you'd have a lot of stuff to listen to. Absolutely. It's all super fun stuff. So on the next episode of Ghostly, we'll be talking about one of these places that you're super excited about. I've already talked about it once with Bob, um, but we're going to be talking about Skull Cemetery in Kansas City, which has one of the gates of hell. Yeah, uh, hell obviously is not that hard to get into. You can go uh, there to are Kansas many City. Different uh, gate gateways. Devil's got to get here quickly when it's needed. You can go to Kansas City, check out a Royals game, get some barbecue, and then go to hell <laughs> if and you want to. I mean, I'm so as far ex- as I'm concerned, I am so excited for this one. It's it's our right before Halloween episode. Get you in the mood. Yeah, it comes out next week on October 26th, Rebecca. And I just want to make a quick announcement. If you are not a part of the ghostly book club we are having another book club meeting in november what yeah i'm not prepared for that well we're it's happening so uh yeah so you've got a few weeks here we're reading a spooky book and you can join us and read that spooky book over spooky season what is the book called okay um Stop talking. It's called Nothing But Black and... Or The Burning Girls. Yeah, that's it. Um, It is called The Burning Girls. By C.J. Tudor? C.J. Tudor. And uh, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely... It got good reviews, and it's definitely... Uh, ghosty, and it, I'm I'm excited. I just got the book, so I, I haven't started reading it yet. But, um, you know, these last these last few weeks of the spooky season, I'm ready to dive in. So, so what do they got to do to become a member yeah. of this book club? Right. So go to ghostlypodcast.com and go to book club. Now, I will say that we do not do this very often. We do it like three or four times a year. Yeah. And so you, it's not like asking you to read a book every week or something like or Rebecca something does. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca <laughs> reads every book that's ever written. No, that is not true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, we do it a few times a year uh, and uh, it's super fun. We gather on Zoom to talk about it, um, but you can also join us on our Discord channel. If you if you subscribe to the book club, I will send you the link to that and you can come on there and chat about it too. Yeah. So once they subscribe, they'll get an email with mm-hmm. the current book that we are. You got it that we are um, going to be reading, the date that it's going to be in the Zoom link. You got it. 
and it's a lot of fun. I really, I really like um, getting to know some of these people that are in there. Some of them are patrons. Some of them are not. Oh yeah, you don't have to be so, a patron to to do book club. It's just another way to up your ghostly game without even spending a dime. Yeah, except for the book, you can get, you got the book from the library. Right? I actually got the book from the library. You can also buy it through our Amazon affiliate link. Give us a couple cents. Yeah, I <laughs> I got it from Audible because yeah. I mean I'm just it's no. I try to pick books because I know some people like to listen to their books. You know, there's hardcover, there's a paperback. You know, get it from the library. I try to make it as easy as possible for everybody. Well, until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.